You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. On today's show, we are going to look at three topics. We're going to look at what could be the measure of success for the 2021 Boston College football team. We're going to look at three hidden stars on this team, players that we could find out more about this year than we'd ever expected. And then finally, I'm going to look at some of the games that we as BC fans or reporters are looking at most and looking forward to most in this upcoming season. But first of all, I want to talk to you. If you're the, if this is your first time listening to Lockdown Boston College, I want to welcome you. I, it, I, I am so happy that you chose to check out our podcast. We do this right now. It's three days a week, but starting July 17th, it goes five days a week until next June at least. So you're going to get Boston College news and opinion. You're going to get interviews. You're going to get all sorts of goodies every day during the weekday. It's a 20 to 25 minute podcast and I hope you enjoy it and hopefully you make this part of your daily routine. And if you are a regular listener, make sure that you listen to every episode. I'm telling you, like maybe you like make that part of your schedule. Like every day, like you find that time to listen to Lockdown Boston College. But anyways, that's just my little plug for today. You know, if you listen to our shows, usually we kick it off with news, but like we're in that week in the summer where there's not really a lot going on for Boston College. I mean, as a writer for BC Sports, you had the recruiting news over the weekend. If you didn't know what I'm talking about, head back to yesterday's episode. You can check that out. Other than that, the the BC basketball finalized that they're going to be in the Sunshine Sunshine Slam in Daytona, Florida, along with Utah Air Force and URI. They're also going to play Holy Cross as part of that tournament, but it's not like a tournament game. It's just like a game attached to it. Um, that We already knew about that, so it's not really all that much news. But other than that, there really isn't much to talk about. So let's just jump into our conversations for the day. First of all, the first thing I wanted to talk about was a measure of success for BC football. Now, you know, we're coming from Steve Adazio years where it was seven win Steve. You know, every year it seemed like you were going to win six or seven games other than that 2015 season where everything went to crap. But this year, expectations are starting to rise. Jeff Halfley won six games out of 11 last year and a mostly ACC schedule. He made every game, almost almost every game competitive. So going into this year with a starting offensive line all returning, Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers and all those weapons on offense coming back, you have to look ahead and say, okay, expectations have to be higher than six or seven wins. And I think that's fair. Like, I know it's only Halfley's second season as a head coach, but you want to see them win at minimum eight games this year, including a bowl. So maybe if they go eight and five, that might be the floor. But like, what would you consider a measure of success? For me, here's what I would say. Keep every game competitive. Maybe you could give yourself one flop. If, if they're going to lose one game bad, make it one game. And that's going to happen to every team that's not Clemson, right? You're going to have a game that just is a flop. It's Boston College's signature, you know, in years past. Tom O'Brien had it. Obviously, Adazio had those moments. Every coach has them. And so maybe just to keep it to one this year. Maybe, maybe it's Clemson. Maybe it's uh, Missouri. Maybe there's a game that you're just not thinking of. Virginia Tech, Louisville, that it's just a bad matchup and it happens, but it only happens once. Every other game, BC's in it. 
they're they're battling. They're they're either winning it or it's right down to the wire and maybe they they don't win it, but it's close. Like maybe a game against Clemson, they keep it within ten or or seven. And I know some of you are at home going, Man, I don't care about moral victories. I just want to win every game. And I get that. But what we're talking about right here is what are some measures of success? So that would be one thing I'd evaluate it on. I'd say the win totals. Now, again, I said earlier in my predictions episode, cheap plug, go back and listen to it if you want to hear what more of my predictions. I had a whole bunch of them. I said my prediction was 10 wins for the season, nine and a bowl. I think they'll win both. So that gives you 10 wins. They're going to be ranked. I don't think that is fair to say that that's going to be your expectation. Um, I have some fans out there, and I love you, but some of your expectations are we win the ACC. Get calm down on that right now. <laughs> I mean, many other BC fans are listening at home going, yeah, that's not what I'm expecting. And and really, like, yeah, you want to beat Clemson, but let's let's keep it in check here a little bit. Remember, this defense isn't as good as you think it is. <laughs> There's going to probably be some, some glitches there, right? So for me, wins, I say eight wins total is is our is our expectations for this season. Now, in terms of the offense, I think just continuing to grow as an expectation for to, for Frank Signetti and, and specifically on the run game, right? You want to see that this this offense kind of balance itself out a little bit more. You don't want to have to rely on Phil Jakovic to throw it all day. I mean, if you want to win with him and you can do it, why not, right? But you'd like to see Alex Sinkfield, Travis Levy, Xavier Coleman, Patrick Pat Garwo. You want to see them be able to to move the ball and to and to to get yards when they need it or to run the clock when they need it. And I think that's a fair expectation. But you know, I don't even really have much expectations for the offense because I think they're going to be good. I I do just want to see them improve in the red zone, improve for expectations on the mistakes. You know, the offensive line, I thought, made some pre-snap penalties. Not just the offensive line. I, I feel like I, I ripped on them a little bit too much last year. Offensive line and, uh, you know, just the whole offense. You know, you saw it with the wide receivers, too. They made mistakes. Cut down on those. You'll win more games. For me, the big expectation is the defense needs to take a next step. And now you lost Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie, which obviously is a big deal. However, I feel like, as a whole, this group could be even more special because... You know, you're replacing two linebackers that are good, but you're also getting an experienced linebacker in with Isaiah Graham Mobley. You have a secondary when you plug in Jaden Lars Woodbay and you add in Deion Jones, Brandon Sebastian, Josh DeBerry, Jason Matry, you get a secondary that could be special. So for this defense, I just want to see them jump and take that next step. I don't need them to be elite. They don't have to be elite. That's not a fair expectation going into the season. But what I want to see them do is improve. Cut down the points allowed. Cut down those games where they just couldn't stop and get off the field. That would be a measure of improvement. So for me, again, these are my 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 measures. Eight wins. I want to see them improve on defense. And I want to see them be in every game. Maybe one game as a clunker. And I think that will be my measures of success. Now, what do you think? What are your measures of success for Boston College? And please don't tell me it's to win a national championship because it makes my head explode if that's really what you're expecting going into a season. I hope that's just a joke that people who say that to me, but we never know. Leave it to us on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Or even better, go to maroonandgoldforums.com. We have a section open on your expectations for the season. Go in, log in. Uh, you know, sign up for accounts. It's a free account where we just have a message board full of BC fans, just like you, that are talking Boston College sports. We're going to make it the best 
BC community out there where during the season, people can go in there and just talk BC sports. It's different than Twitter. Twitter, you have millions of people. You have Syracuse trolls in there. You have all these random faces and whatever. This is my community. This is BC Bulletin. This is Locked On Boston College. Head on over there and sign up and get talking because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll talk games. We'll talk strategy all season long on there. And I want you to be a part of it. So make sure you sign up. In a moment, we're going to chat about hidden stars, hidden gems for Boston College. Uh, But before we do, let me just remind you that today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a place where you can get all your parts for your car and save money. Why you spend 30, 50, even 100% on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For example, listen to this. The Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 at a chain store, $216 at Rock Auto. Now, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have the same prices for every customer, and they have everything you can think of, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. All you got to do is go over to the website, rockauto.com, plug in your make and model, and boom, they're going to show you everything they have. The site is so easy to use, and you can find the solution for every auto parts you need. Now, when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We're talking about BC football, and on tomorrow's show, it's the second Fan Friday. On our show, we're going to have a special guest. Last week, we had Chris Davis, who I'm going to joke is one of the older BC fans. He knows about the history of BC sports, and you know he talked all about that. We're going to kind of flip the script. We're bringing in someone new this week, and that is Michael O'Shea. Michael O'Shea is a recent BC student. He's going to give us his viewpoints of Boston College. So if you liked Fan Friday last time, you're going to want to check that out. Now, Our second segment we're talking about today has to do with hidden stars. So every year when you watch Boston College football, it's kind of like part of the mystique of the school. You you find these players that just you never thought uh, would be uh, as, you know, impactful doing big things for Boston College. Now, last year, um, you know, I said Josh DeBerry would be a big one, uh, a name that we never think of. Jelani Galloway was one last year. Even C.J. Lewis these were hidden stars that we just didn't expect to jump up. Christian Mahogany, another name, uh, were three big names from last year that were like going into the summer. You're like, yeah, you've heard of them, but what are they going to do? And you saw them really blossom. And I think that's kind of the fun of being a Boston College fan because every year there seems to be a player that does that. So I was thinking for this year, like if you're listening at home, you're already you already know about the Zay, Zay Flowers, the the Kobe Whites, the Alec Lindstroms, Ben Petrula. Zion Johnsons, you know all the the stars. Phil Dracovic. Who are three names that you're not thinking of right now that could be big for next year? And when I came up with my list, when I thought like you know putting it on paper, like who were the three names I thought of? Ironically enough, they're all on the other side of the on the defensive side of the ball. They're not offensive players because other than Hunter Long, 
you have every returning starter coming back at, in addition to Kobe White. And I don't think of Trey Berry, who was an FCS All-American, as a hidden gem at this point because, I mean, I've pumped his, I've pumped his gas enough already and he hasn't even stepped foot on campus. So um, he's not going to make my list. All three of my guys on are on the defensive side of the ball and I think they're all going to make a big impact. I'll explain why for each one. My first is Cam Horsley, a defensive tackle. Now, he is a name that you probably have heard of. He played a bunch last year, but he was behind Luke Beckett and Chabuzi and Wuka on the depth chart. He's from New Jersey. He's, a, I think, a sophomore or a junior at this point. But as I've said before in previous episodes, this kid is a game changer. He's a kid that is going to grow into a defensive tackle that makes big plays. When you hear about what he does during the summer, and if you read last year's summer reports, my God, his name was all over the place for strip sacks, force fumbles, um, you know, sacks, block punts, everything. He was doing everything you wanted, but he was younger. Now he gets another year and there's an open defensive tackle spot that he could play. And I think this is going to be the year that he jumps up. This is going to be the year that, you know, you're going to get up the middle. I, I love Jabuzi Wuka. I think he's a great player and he was a great find in the transfer portal last year. Now you plug in a kid next to him that's going to be as good as him. That's going to be a fun defensive tackle grouping to play. And I think Cam Horsley, my prediction is he wins out the uh, starting job out of camp. This is my prediction. I could be totally wrong. Watch, I'm going to go to practice and this is going to be off, but this is what I'm going to say right now. He wins the the practice, uh, the starter job and he and Unwuka really kind of solidify that middle. So Cam Horsley, my first hidden gem. My second hidden gem is in the linebacker group. And I'm going to say it's a hidden gem because he hasn't played for Boston College yet. And I just think this is going to be the year where he kind of uh, solidifies himself as what he could really, it really solidifies his talent and his potential. And that is Isaiah Graham Mobley. Um, I think, you know, losing Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie, uh, you know, they're, they're players that I thought were really good, but they were kind of, they had their limitations and they, they, they were what they were. I think when you lose that, that's a, that's a scary thing. And that's the one big real red flag other than the pass rush that I think Boston College has going into this season. However, Graham Mobley, what during his time at Temple was a game changer. The big issue for him was that he couldn't stay on the field. He got hurt a lot, which just happens in football. It's not his fault. But I think this is going to be the year that he stays on the field. I think this is going to be the year where he puts it all together, where he showcases, you know, the kid that I think he had a block punt for turn for a touchdown against BC when he was with Temple. Um, I think he's going to have that kind of year. I think he's going to solidify the linebacker position. He's going to be the guy that eats up all those tackles, whether it's next to Vinny De Palma, Joe Sparacio, Cam Arnold, Bryce Steele, whoever they put next to him. I think it's going to be Isaiah Graham Mobley who really makes those plays. So he's my second diamond in the rough. And, you know, you probably already heard his name, but I put him there anyways. And the third name, I, I debated between two different safeties, and I couldn't decide which one I was going to pick. And, you know, the first one I was going to say was Jaden Lars Woodby. Because I think he's going to have a breakout season because he is five-star talent, and he just needs the right system, and I think Boston College is going to do it. But you know what? I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to pick Deion Jones. Deion Jones started for Boston College last year and just he he was a player, but he was hurt. He got hurt twice, missed a bunch of games and just didn't get a full season under his belt. I think this is going to be the year where he stay, if he stays healthy, 
he becomes one of those like BC safeties that you you fear. He's a big hitter. He's good in coverage. He's good against the run. Um, I love his play. So Lars Woodbay would be one, but I think everyone knows him. So Dion Jones would be my third diamond in the rough because I think he's going to go from, yeah, he's a starter to, yeah, he's like an all all ACC type safety. He may be like second team all ACC this year. Um, so those are my three. I had Cam Horsley, Isaiah Graham Mobley, and Deion Jones. Do you agree with me? Do you have your own diamonds in the ref for this year? Leave it on Twitter at LockedOnBC. I'd love to hear what you have to say. In our third segment, we're going to talk about games that we're looking forward to. I'm going to give you three games that I am really pumped for for BC football this year. But before we do that, let's look at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and they are delicious. Right now, they have a limited type flavor, and it's the Grasshopper Cookie. I've talked about this for, like, weeks now, and I'm so glad that they're finally out. Uh, my wife tried one over this week, and she's like, you got to order a box of them, and I'm all on board with this. The Grasshopper Cookie seriously tastes like a Girl Scout cookie. It is. It tastes like the classic Thin Mint. It's all the flavor without the sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 5 grams of sugar. Um, you know, really, really want to try that grasshopper cookie. It's only available for the next couple days, so make sure you get that. But if you miss that, you want to try some of the other ones, the coconut, the uh, cookies and cream, you got to check them out. I love them all. I have uh, two boxes sitting in my garage that I have for my snack uh, whenever I can. So make sure you check that out. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? The Locked On Boston College podcast is supported in part by the Charlestown Law Group. You need to know about the Charlestown Law Group. If you or someone you know have recently received a traffic violation, speeding or other moving violation that you would like to contest, then you need to call the Charlestown Law Group. Attorney Jason Campbell and his team can and will help you fight the ticket. Did you know that a moving violation can stay on your insurance record for five to six years? One conviction could cost you thousands of dollars. If you want to win, you generally need an attorney. And why not hire a professional litigator with a track record of success? Jason Campbell at the Charlestown Law Group will fight for you. He's a proud Boston College graduate. And Attorney Campbell is an experienced litigator that will be able to tell you if you have merit before you go to court, saving you both time and money. Charlestown Law Group will fight tickets anywhere in Massachusetts, and they offer discounted rates for Boston College students and alumni. The Charlestown Law Group specializes in traffic violations, and they will fight for you. Don't forget that. Call them immediately at 617-872-8652. Again, that's 617-872-8652 for a free consultation or visit thecharlestownlawgroup.com. Go Eagles! This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. If you have not done so already, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make this part of your routine, as I said earlier today. Now, in our final segment, you know, we're just kind of bouncing around talking different football discussions because, man, we're, we're about two months away and I cannot wait for college football to return. And that fall, uh, that fall feeling of, you know, football all day long on my Saturdays. Um, so when I was thinking about that, like people had been asking and, and putting up like, what are some of the games that you're looking forward to most in this upcoming season? And I had three really big games that I have circled on the calendar that I'm just I'm just like really, really pumped for. And I'll tell you why for each one. Number three for me 
is Mizzou. Now, Mizzou is going to be Boston College's first real test. They get Colgate, they get Temple, and UMass to start the season. That's an easy way to kind of slide in, get your, get your feet wet. But they really hit the, ro- roll, the, the uh, ground running when they hit Mizzou. Mizzou is going to probably be a top 25 team. They're SEC. They're good. And, you know, they hit the the transfer portal with a pair of uh, cornerbacks. I believe they were from Kansas um, that are going to really turn around their defense. And, you know, with Eli Drinkwitz as their as their head coach, I really think they're going to be in good position this year. So this is going to be a chance for Boston College to really get tested and to get them ready to see, like, will this be a team that can really match up against a Clemson or another team on their schedule later in the year? So for me, the number three team is Mizzou. I, I love that. And I think it's going to set up uh, expectations for the rest of the season because if they go out there and get smoked by Mizzou, you're like, oh boy, you know, maybe this is not going to go the way that we hoped it would. But if they go out there and beat them, hey, Boston College could be a top 25 team heading into Death Valley uh, that next game. And my number two game that I am looking forward to most is the Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech is going to be the Red Bandana game. It's a Friday night game right after their trip to, to Death Valley, which, uh, you know, to me, makes me a little worried because you get, you know, you play a physical game against Clemson. I just feel like Clemson's like the, the focal point of all this. Uh, you feel, play a physical game against Clemson, then you get a short turnaround and you have to play Virginia, Virginia Tech. As I've said on this podcast before, if you know, if you listen to me, I have, I, I am selling hard on Virginia Tech this year. Um, I don't think they're very good. I don't think that Justin Fuente is going to be the answer, and I don't think he'll be there next year after the season. So this could be a big-time redemption game for BC this year. They got beat badly by Virginia Tech and Blacksburg. They get them at home this year uh, for the Red Bandana game. You know, Friday night, student section should be crazy. This is a big game for Boston College. Uh, there's lots of big games, but this is the one where they can go out there and you know play a big game and on national TV on a Friday night. I love it. I think they're going to beat Virginia Tech, and I think this is a big game that you're going to want to watch. So that's my number two. And my number one, before I get to my number one, I should give you some of my honorary mentions. And I th- I'm going to hear some groans at home when I make one of my honorary mentions, which is Clemson. I don't have them in my top three. Um, I'm excited for that game, but they don't not as excited as my other ones, and I'll explain why in a second. So they're in my they're up there because you know any game at Death Valley and the possibility of beating them um, is a big one. Um, and against NC State, I think NC State's a humongous game this year. Um, but they were, I think NC State was my number four, and, and Clemson was my number five because um, NC State I, I I feel gets a lot of press right now, and I'd love to see what they're going to do against BC. But my number one has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with the game that's actually being played. It's Colgate. And the reason why I'm picking Colgate is the game that I'm most looking forward to is because you're all going to be there. If you're listening to this and you have season tickets, you're going to go to a football game for the first time in 18 months or or 24 uh, 24 months. or It could be 16, 18, 24 months. How awesome is that going to be? Who cares about who they're playing? You're going to be able to sit in an alumni stadium. You're going to get a beer. You're going to get a hot dog. You're going to see friends. You're going to see, you know, you're going to be with your families. You're going to tailgate. You're going to listen to the marching band. You're going to see the cheerleaders. You're going to see Baldwin. And you're going to feel that energy at a football game that you haven't felt in years. And that, for me, outdoes any game on the schedule. To be there, and maybe for you, it's not that game. Maybe you don't get to the Colgate game because it's during uh, Labor Day weekend. Maybe you get to UMass instead. Whatever game you get to, that should be your game of the year because this is going to be a a fun season to watch. But 
as a, as a culture, as a fan of college football, being able to walk into a stadium and, and safely do it and just enjoy yourself again to be around people. That is that, that's, that beats everything. So Colgate, you probably didn't expect it when I picked it, but that's my, that's my pick for a game. I'm most excited for because we all get to go back to alumni stadium and hopefully I'll be there with you guys. So this is AJ black. We're going to be again on Friday. We're continuing our, we have one more week of three days a week. Um, we're going to have, as I said, Michael O'Shea on, he's a fan. We'll talk to him. Hopefully he has some BC uh, sport news to talk about. We'll get into all that as well. I hope you guys listen and check us out and, uh, we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.